Carrie and the Pirates. You know, it's a funny thing about Carrie and his pals. They can get into more exciting spots and battle their way out and have more fun doing it than anybody you ever knew. Yes, they use their heads and their fists, and they laugh and fight in every one of these thrilling transcribed adventures. And if you want your share of the nation's number one radio show, then here it is. Terry and the Pirates is brought to you by the makers of Libby's Pineapple Juice, one of Libby's hundred famous foods. Just supposing, boys and girls, that somebody was to tell you this. Suppose they said you could get a Terry scope exactly like the one Terry has in the show and a decoder that shows you how to use Connie and Big Stoop's secret Chinese code and how to flash messages at night. And along with all that, you've got a game board and directions for playing two swell games. And suppose they said the whole thing, the Terry scope with its eight super special features, all of it was being offered for just ten cents and two labels. You'd jump at the chance to get one, I'll bet. Well, kids, that's exactly what I'm here to tell you now. All those things. The Terry scope, just like the one in the show, and the secret codes and games and special tricks, they're all yours for only ten cents and two Libby's labels. Yes, Libby has made it possible for you to get this unique, exciting Terry scope, and if you're smart, you'll get yours right away. The labels you need come from two of the world's grandest tasting juices. Libby's tomato juice and Libby's pineapple juice from Hawaii. They're juices your mother will be glad to get because they're refreshing and delicious and they give you important vitamins. So ask her right away to get them a can of Libby's tomato juice and one of Libby's pineapple juice. Take the labels off and on one of them, print your full name and address and give your age. Then mail these labels along with a ten-cent coin to Terry in care of Libby's, Chicago, Illinois. Now, you know how to spell Libby's. It's L-I-B-B-Y-S. Well, kids, you get these labels and get them in the mail with your dime, and the next thing you know, you'll be having the thrill of a lifetime. Yes, sir, when the mailman brings your Terry scope, you'll say it's a red-letter day. Gosh, but this Terry scope is a beauty. It's got a shiny lacquer finish, and it's decorated with Chinese characters and a big dragon and pictures of a dragon lady and Pat and other friends of yours. And then you'll see the secret code panel and the treasure hunt panel. And boy, will you get a laugh when you see what you can do with a picture of good old Stupor. Well, all that's just a hint of what's waiting for you kids. So hurry up and get your order in. Send your full name, address, and age, along with ten cents and two Libby's labels. One from tomato juice and one from Libby's pineapple juice. Mail them to Terry in care of Libby's. Chicago, Illinois. The sooner you mail your order, the sooner you'll get your Terry scope. And now, Terry and the Pirates. Free of a dragon lady at last. Or are they? That's the big question in the minds of Terry Lee, Pat Ryan, and Connie as they speed along a narrow mountain road toward the ancient Chinese city of Chongqing. They have recovered the precious portable radio transmitter, and it is now close beside Terry. Pat Ryan is driving the car, a car taken from Mr. Keel and the loudmouth Singa Singa. Remember how Pat battled with Keel beside the hay wagon back there on the road? Boy, that was a scrap and ended with victory for Ryan. Well, at the speed they're going, they'll soon be in Chongqing, where they expect to meet Jude Hennick, the beautiful Burma, the wide-eyed April King. 
We're going to meet these three people, too. So let's step on ahead to a small hotel, to a room in this Chungking Hotel, where we hear... Uh, That's where the cotton hangs. Oh, dear. I'm worried. I'm positively out of my mind. Out of your what? My mind. You know what I think will. Well, don't let it bother you, dear. I've been out of my mind for years. Look at me. Yes, you're beautiful. <laughs> All right, April. We've been here for a day and a night, and we don't know what's happened to Terry or Mr. Ryan or Connie or Big Soup or anybody. Doesn't that worry you? Well, be truthful. It does. I wonder if they got that radio thing from the Dragon Lady. Yeah, I wonder. Well, we'll know soon enough. After all, Chickadee, it's not as well we flew away from Utong with Jude Hennick and his playing. You and I wouldn't have been of any help. We'd be as useless as an umbrella to a fish. Why would a fish use an umbrella? That's what I'm telling you. Oh. Carry me back to over Guinea. I'm worried about Mr. Hennick, too. Oh, that black-haired pilot can take care of himself. Yes, but where is he? He told us not to go wandering around Chunky without him. And for a very good reason, April. What is it, Burma? Well, now, look, I'll tell you again. We don't want too many people knowing we're here. The Dragon Lady has friends in this town. But, but we haven't got that old radio thing, Jane. I know, but that won't stop a few of the lady's pirates from making us very uncomfortable for a while. Then why is Mr. Hennick outside someplace doing something? He went to the flying field to check over the plane. He hoped to fly us back to Singapore. Oh, yes, uh-huh. Carry me back to Overgenny. Well, then, I guess I haven't anything to worry about, have I? I mean, except what's happened to Terry and Mr. Ryan. Oh, that's right. Nothing to worry about at all. Oh, don't forget, you'd call up here every hour just to make sure we're okay. Now, if I were you, I... Now, who could that... Yeah? Who is it? Don't open the door unless it's Mr. Hennick. And he always signals by knocking specials. Who's there? If you saw, I have a message for you. Occupants of this room. What'd he say? A message? What kind of a message? Is it well, or just cut the other and with a door between us? Mm-hmm. Just a moment. I'll just put this gun you gave me under the cushion of this chair. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that telescope here. I could look right up over that chancel and see who's out there in the hall. Well, you haven't got the telescope, so just sit where you are and look pleasant. Uh, just a moment. Well? I wish to have word for Miss Ethel Kane. What about? As you can see, I represent a branch of the military service. Mm. Yeah, you have a uniform. I have been delegated by my superior for people, Miss Kane, and I presume yourself to represent her. May I enter? Well, all right. Step in. Thank you. I am General Chang. You would see my credentials? Well, General... This could only be Miss Kane, yes? Yes, how do you do, General? My, what a pretty uniform. And you speak English very well, too. Like I always say... Uh, Mr. Chang is here on business, I presume. That is correct. I shall be brief. Uh, may I sit down? Oh, yes, please do, General. Uh, thank you. Uh, at the airport, I met my good friend, Mr. Hennick. Oh, did you see Dude Hennick? Isn't he wonderful? Uh, let the General talk, April. You uh, said you saw him at the airport? That is correct. He told me about a certain uh, radio invention. I need not mention it by name again. Oh, yes, we know. Well, naturally, on behalf of my superiors, I am most anxious to secure it. Oh, but didn't Mr. Hayes tell you that we didn't... Two, Jacob. 
Uh, General Chang, just what did Mr. Hennick tell you? Uh, very little. You see, I have known for some time that there was a certain portable transmitter available for use in army communication. I knew that Mr. Hennick was trying to get it for us. So at the airport, well, I told him I was most eager to complete the transaction. Well, what do you want of us? It is very simple, madame. I want to buy the invention. But how can you buy it when we... Look at Why don't you act like Big Stoop? But Burma, Big Stoop can't talk. That's what I mean. Now, General, let me understand you. You want to buy the the invention now? That's the correct. And you want to walk out of it with, with, with it under your arm? Precisely. You have no fear. There are three men ready to help me guard the instrument. They can be trusted. No doubt. But uh, have you ever heard of the dragon lady? Oh, the dragon lady? Must fantastic name. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Our woman bandit leader, I believe. Yeah. I, yes, I seem to have heard of her. Amazing person. Yeah, women are not always as smart as she is. Uh, but I am sure you are able to think and act for yourself, madame. That remains to be seen. It is late. So if we get this business completed, I have a check. It should be in your American dollars. Uh, Miss King, you have said price on... Well, uh, this is so sudden, General. But the time has come for action, Miss King. Has it? Oh, dear. General, I want a third answer to this. Did Mr. Henner tell you we had that little radio box up here in this room? Uh, I came here to make reasonable... Order. That's not the answer I want. You are a difficult woman to deal with, madam. As difficult as the dragon lady? You speak in riddles. And you don't get straight answers, Mr. Chang. Did it ever occur to you that you are both at a disadvantage at the moment? That sounds like a threat. Sometimes extreme measures are necessary to accomplish our ends. Perhaps you'd like to take Miss Kane and myself to Army Headquarters, General. Is that what you mean by extreme measures? I am here in the room. I represent authority. My word is law, and if necessary, I tell... Oh! Oh, dear. That phone bell made you jump. I'll answer it. Yeah? Well, that's just ducky. Yeah, and by the by, uh, do you remember a little talk we had a few hours ago about phony? Uh-huh. Well, uh, pretend you're a Marine or Paul Revere or something, will you? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. It's two for three, and I'm having a wonderful time, and I wish you were here. It, drop in sometime, Prudence. We'll catch up on our gossip. Bye. Who's that, Burma? Oh, just an old friend. But do you know anybody by the name of Prudence? You'd be surprised, April. Now, Mr. Chang, I have a suggestion. We have little time for talk, Madame Burma. I realize that. Now, General Chang, you just sit right where you are and don't move. Oh, dear, don't shoot him, Burma. I won't, unless he gets... Do you realize what you're doing? Not quite, but I'll do something pretty sad to you if you move out of that chair. But, but he's a general. Generals die in chairs. Madame, you don't realize what you're doing. Perhaps not. But our mutual friend, Mr. Hennett, just phoned me. He does that every hour or so, just to make sure we're all right. He understood what I said just now. He'll use prudence in coming up here. He'll avoid the lobby. I want him to meet his good friend, General Chan. So, uh, just sit very, very still. And wait. Well, Burma may do a lot of wisecracking, but she does a lot of quick thinking, too. And she has plenty of good American nerve. In a little while, Jude Hennick will show up. And uh, in just a moment, I'll ask you something about General Chang. So stand by. Now, I just want to remind you, boys and girls, of two important things. Number one is this. 
You yourself can have a telescope just like the one in the show. Like it, only better. Because it's a brand new, beautiful telescope with eight exciting special features. All right? That's point number one. And I know darn well that every boy and girl of you is going to see to it that you get your telescope. Somebody may be left without one, but it won't be you. Because we're going to send your order in right now. Okay? Now that's where you're being smart. So along comes point number two which is a reminder of just how to get that telescope. You'll need two Libby's labels, one from Libby's tomato juice and one from Libby's pineapple juice. So the thing for you to do at once is to ask your mother to get a can of each of those swell juices. She'll be glad to. They're so good and so full of vitamins. As soon as you get your Libby's labels, write your full name, address, and age on the back of one. Then mail the labels and ten cents to carry in care of Libby's Chicago, Illinois. I get that? Mail the labels and ten cents to carry in care of Libby's Chicago, Illinois. Just do that, boys and girls, and the carry scope is yours. Ask your mother now about those Libby's juices. Well, what's your guess about Chang, the uniform general? Do you think he's the real thing? Or one of the dragon ladies' men. Well, tomorrow we'll see what happens to you. Yes, and we may see how Terry and his telescope help out in a dangerous situation. So join us in Chongqing, China, for another tense transcribed adventure that steps right into your room and starts out like this. <laughs>